what is happening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 95 of the Comic Bookies podcast. 2020 is behind us. Welcome to 2021. Let's get this year started off right. In sports, NCAA playoff recap, and we have a national championship this upcoming Monday, so we preview that matchup. The NBA, we check up on our Warriors and Steph Curry hitting a banging 62 points last week. And the NFL wildcard weekend is upon us. We will preview each and every one of the six games on the card. And over on the comic side, we have more DC, more Marvel, Aftershock, Image, Boom, AWA, you name it. We, ha- we have them all. The Office has brand new content on Peacock. How many hours were spent watching video game content on YouTube? It's a staggering number. And we tell you how many episodes WandaVision is set for. All that and plenty more on this first episode of 2021 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's hit it. And we are back, everyone, with the Comic Bookies podcast. Welcome in, everyone who's tuning in, downloading, listening. We really appreciate the support. As always, uh, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, New Comic Book Day, January 6, 2021. Go out and get your books. Alex has everything you need to start your pull list. You can get it any way you want. He'll deliver it to you, mail it to you, curbside. You can actually go in as long as you're only one of five people with a mask on. Gentlemen, Happy New Year. First of all, did you guys, uh, you know, party hard <laughs> like uh, we didn't do during Christmas? But yeah, but how's your New Year, the first five days of the year been so far comic bookies comic bookie fans 2021 is here man uh it was good it was good definitely different like christmas not really too big but just hung out with the family really really low-key but definitely another excuse to have a little bit of a sense of normalcy just hanging with the family have the little champagne toast at midnight but again very small and intimate but very good man it was nice mark mike how you guys doing how was new year's what is up brothers how's my guys how's my co-host coming into this 2021 year man as if we didn't think it could get any worse than 2020 they hit us with the dr dre aneurysm man i was like no i saw that he was in the icu and i'm just like don't hit us with this this early into the year 2021 but Night was great, man. Uh, I enjoyed Christmas. Uh, I enjoyed New Year's. And, you know, it was a great ending to the what was a weak year, as you would say. But I'm excited for 2021. I did. Uh, I didn't get too hammered or didn't have too extracurricular fun on New Year's <laughs> Eve and whatnot. But uh, it was just enough, just enough for me to ring in the new year right to kind of set my uh, what do you call them? Your um, New Year's resolutions uh, straight everyone's got them everyone breaks them someone you know some people keep going on with them some don't but uh, i hope to keep mine intact and just looking forward to uh 2021 and to better episodes with my brothers man yeah dude we have i mean we've been talking the last couple of days for all of you fans i don't want to you know i don't want to give anything away or like guarantee stuff but we have big things hopefully on uh, you know in the works over the next what three four five six weeks um we had 
our two best singular download days uh, to end the year on the 31st of December and then on January 1st. So hopefully everyone had, you know, I don't know if it was you didn't have like like anything to do. So you were like, "Uh, let me just go and download or whatever. But whoever you are, what like however you did it, thank you so much for downloading the episodes. But so far, so good. I mean, like, well, New Year's for me, it was editing the editing last week's podcast i literally looked at my phone it was like 11 53 i'm like oh shoot I, I think i should go turn on the tv and maybe watch the ball drop or whatever but, but yeah other than that it that's was the cool. type chill, of work chill. that's the type of work that mike grinds for the fans there on here man is. we love to see it we hope that the fans appreciate it as well as we appreciate you guys like mike said it's a it's an entertainment and enjoyment to get together every you know every weekly and deliver this to you guys we're really just having fun but uh yeah, just keep keep uh, keep downloading, keep sharing the good word and spreading it to your sister, your mama, your brother, whoever I got to listen to it. But uh, Mike said we got some good things on the horizon. I'm kind of with them. We're trying to work on some things for this year and trying to give it to you guys early. So let's have some fun. Let's make a couple bucks on these games and just uh, enjoy, man. Enjoy. And real quick to add to what Mike said, I think speaking for myself, one of my favorite things about recording day Rather, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever in the hell it is. I think it's actually the pre-production because we get to hear about how many downloads we had the week before, the month before. We get to hear about the new countries, basically new listeners. And I think one thing that, you know, one thing that we appreciate is that it has gone worldwide. You know, we're not getting paid for this, but it's definitely something we appreciate and Adding to what the guys said, it's going to be a huge, huge first couple months, especially with episode 100 coming out next month. But one thing that I think we'd all want is that there's somehow the fans that are worldwide can reach out to us at the end of every episode. We give you guys our social media. So if you guys want to DM us, you guys want to comment, you guys want to leave us a note, you guys want to just give us your name, say what's up. We aren't like, you know, no celebrity that are going to knock you guys like we would love to engage with you guys. So for the people in Belgium, Russia, Africa, Asia, Brazil, South America, any fans worldwide, if you guys want to get a hold of us, man, you guys are going to get the digits, a.k.a. Yeah. the social media. So definitely get with us, man. And we're not big time, you know, like we want the comic book writers and the media members for sports and stuff. But, hey, if a fan in Belgium or a fan in Finland or, you know, Nicaragua want to jump on with us, if they can, you know, at least speak a little English or maybe a little Spanglish or Portuguese. <laughs> even, you know, translators, hey, man. Hey, we'll, hey, we will have you on, dude. Recommend us a beer or something like that, guys. Come on now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, def- the, com- the comic bookies podcast doesn't discriminate, right, Mike? Hell no. <laughs> hell no. So, um. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is there anything you guys want to talk about before we get into the sports? I mean, it's been, I mean, I, I, it's been a I, hell of a day. <laughs> it's been a hell of a day. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Uh, what went down at the Capitol is uh, something very, very negative. Uh, all three of us were kind of, you know, shocked when we saw it, but. Um, we usually, we usually seem to, we, we, for some reason, it seems like we tend to record big episodes on Wednesdays when huge news drops. A la yeah. the, a la the Rudy Gobert NBA news to kick off the pandemic. Right. <laughs> now tonight, we just, I was thinking about that earlier, actually, guys. I was like, dude, we're recording again tonight on a crazy ass night, you know, just a yeah. crazy day, crazy, you know. I, I don't even know what to think anymore, man. I was kind of in disbelief watching TV at one point, just thinking about what this country's gonna become, man. 
all great empires eventually fall. And I don't know what the hell's going on with this country, guys. I mean, I, I really don't. It's sad to say. I just hope that uh, whatever patriots, people that love this country, that really like stand up for it, people that are kind of in dire straits, not thinking that it's, you know, it's been offering what they think it should offer. But, man, it just almost bring a tear to my eye just to see, like, what the hell is just going on? It just seems like the civil unrest that I wanted to get better. And it just seems like month after month, year over year, starting from I mean, we're talking about years ago already with these with this. And it just keeps escalating, escalating. I mean, I just hope there's an end in sight, guys. Yeah, I don't think we have to really give a description to the world on what happened you guys turn on the tv i'm sure today and know that we're pretty much a laughing stock of the world right now kind of the one step forward two step back it's been like that for the past four years and it's not to just blame the current president it's been just a chain reaction of the segregation the racism etc and then obviously what happens today which is above and beyond so i just think everyone needs to kind of just step back and just for humanity's sake like we're people man like you know we didn't get the person we wanted, you know, in the White House. So this is what we're going to do. This is going to make things better. It's not, guys. So I just think for just humanity's sake, for the sake of like, you know, it's one race, the human race. We got to just kind of just step back and just think of like your fellow person, your neighbor. Like, yeah, the, just, the, the people, the people who I think about are like my kids, you know, like I, I look into my daughter's eyes and it's like, why can't we all have that look in our eyes? Like when I come home from work every day, she's got that smile on her face. Like nothing happened. You know, daddy's home. Like let's play like, you know, Simple. Of, co- of course we have bigger responsibilities than, than just playing with puzzles and with uh, princess tea sets that I just put together today. But, you know, I, I just wish we all kind of step back and like, let's collectively, you know, uh, this may sound cliche, but w- what's the saying? Like, you know, let's all hope that level heads prevail or whatever. Let's just go ahead and just work towards a common good. So that way our, our, our children can appreciate, uh, this country, you know, because like right now I'm not really appreciating the country as a whole. And I just wish that it's, uh, I, I hope that it's better for my kids and then, you know, their kids and their kids and their kids. So I don't know. That's, that's my, you know, spat about it. Yeah, and just – you hear all this stuff about all oh, this Civil War type things, and I don't think – I mean, hopefully, I don't think you'll attest to that point, but, you know, I think that they won't let that happen. I just – I don't know, man. There's wild people out there. I mean, you got to have some cojones to just walk up those capital – I mean, I don't know how much cojones you have to have if the peace officers were kind of just – blatantly let him go from what i seen i don't know it just it doesn't make sense to me all around but you gotta have some balls to just walk up in a federal building like that as they're counting the electoral college votes to crown president-elect biden and then you're just in there putting your feet up on pelosi's desk it's just i I don't how does it get to this point how did and then you're seeing on the news oh the national guard has been deployed all over washington dc what do you mean You've been knowing that this event's going to happen for weeks now, January 6th. You know that they were going to try to fight it. They've been setting up this little protest, you know, uh, whatever, you know, at at Washington, D.C., you know, whatever. How how did you not have it protected or whatnot like prior? Like you knew this was coming. The National Guard should have done been there, not been deployed uh, two hours damn later as they kicking up on Pelosi's desk. 
I mean, we're not a political podcast, but you don't have to sugarcoat it, Mark. You said, why didn't they have it uh, protected like before? You know what before was. It was the Black Lives Matter protests, how they showed the, all the officers and the military members around the Capitol building. They wouldn't have gotten within 200 feet of that building, but today they got inside. They broke windows, and they, you know, and and they did what they were complaining about months and months ago when we saw protests and and violent protesters and stuff in like Portland and other si- big cities like that. So I don't know. I I don't want to get too political because this podcast specifically, people come here to get away from the real world and stresses like that. But I don't. Know, just a, a, a few minutes to address it because it's a huge day. It's a huge day, and I saw something on Facebook. Um, our boy Big Mike from our fantasy football league, he said, what if this is just 2020 uh, season two and this is episode one? So I hope to God that it's not, but you're right, Mark. How easy they got in, I don't see things getting better as far as big things like that, like big events like the inauguration and other things in, in in Washington, uh, pray that it doesn't happen. Just pray. And, Come on and, and I, I'll I'm not say a pray, that, I'm, I, I'm not a praying man at all, really. But if I were to pray for something specifically right now, I'd pray for that. Just, just uh, come on, man. Come on, and I, man. And, and I, come on, man. What are you, a junkie? <laughs> <laughs> really, no. though, guys, I, I, I kind of want to put the blame somewhat on big tech as well because I kind of think that. They, they, whatever political party or not, they kind of just add fuel to the fire, in my opinion. You know, you can't go censoring, you know, stuff that happens to certain parties and then not censoring other stuff. And that just fire that's fuel to the fire with the people that are already mad. You know, you just if it's going to be one platform for all, it has to be like you guys mentioned in pre-production. It's just like, OK, you're 12 hours grounded from your account that are like, no, like. They they censored all that Hunter Biden stuff. That's what got the right all pissed off, right? Now it's just like then the the left gets pissed off because of something, and it it's just a bunch of cockamamie that's going on around here, man. It's just we were playing a game the other day. I don't know if you guys heard it, right? It's called uh, Apples to Apples. It's a, like a yeah, board it's, game. It's like mm-hmm. the PG. It's like the PG version of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Okay, but they also have one that must be even a G rated because I played the one that my niece had called Apples to Apples for Juniors. Juniors, yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen that. Yep. And my sister did tell me that they have uh, they have one for adults. Okay, I get what you're saying. That one game, Cards for Humanity. But anyway, so they pick the card. You get the four cards, uh, and then you like the judge reads the card, puts down like a describing word, and you got to pick out of your four cards. That matches the best, right? One of my cards was the White House. The the the, the card that I had to describe it to was disgusting. The judge, <laughs> with my sister, put down something disgusting, right? <laughs> I put down the White House. I ended up winning that round. Even my yep, sister gave it go. to me. That's She's like, "Why disgusting?" I'm like, "What's going on more disgusting right now than what's going on in damn America right now?" You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's just, it. From yeah. the president to the way everything's handled right now to the way. To the way they're administering the vaccines, supposedly, that there's vaccines not even being used in certain hospitals and whatnot. It's just everything's just a bunch of malarkey right now. Get it. Tighten it up, America. Tighten it up, please. Yeah. That's all I got to say, man. Tighten and it then, up. You know, and then, of course, you know, the whole thing with the media, not to go not to drag on, but, you know, with the media, it kind of just over amplifies everything like this kind of stuff may be going on in other countries but man it, it just seems like we are it's just being shoved down our throats 
conspiracies on this side, conspiracies on that side. Like, why can't we just have zero conspiracies and we just work towards a better country? But I know that would never happen because it really hasn't been happening ever since we were established in 1776. And yeah, I don't see any end in sight. I'm, you know. Billions only been we know you're twice. pessimistic, Mike. We know. It's, we know. It's yeah. only been breached twice <laughs> today and back in the 1800s when the British invaded. So I mean, yep, the British came in. The British came in, and just like today, they had dinner at the White House and they burned that MF down. Yeah, the White right. House that stands right now is not the first White House. So yep. let's you know, just hope that it doesn't happen a second time. We have to build a third freaking White House for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever the hell is going to be the president, you know, in the next few years. So. Trump yeah. 2024. Oh, no, don't no, 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 don't say that. We're going <laughs> to uh, lo- No, we're, we're losing subscriptions right there. If we say that uh, um, on that note, say he's going <laughs> to yeah. run again. Uh, technically he can, but uh, I don't know. I There's think he's no- going to, I think he's going to do his news network or his, his network, right? Isn't he going to do his own Bring thing? Back the apprentice or something like that. Yeah. I, I think he, he should just disappear for a while. Just, you know, just yes, go he and should, he should just, just Jack Ma. Yeah. Just, just go ahead and just, yeah, he's probably going to get divorced. So just go and, you know, enjoy what you have, buddy. So, um, all right. Yeah. So on that note, let's go ahead and get into the actual uh, podcast. So on the sports side, let's get into the college football real quick. We had two games last weekend. It was pretty entertaining games. I mean, well, entertaining if you're Alabama Crimson Tide fan and Ohio State Buckeye fan. But uh, what do you guys think of the games? I, If I was a betting man, I went 0 for 2. Mark, I, I think went you for went one. I think you went, I, I think you went one and one, right, Mark and Sean? I think you went one yeah, and one Mark, each. Uh, Mark had the well, Notre Dame, which hey, he got that good, man. They covered that twenty-one point spread. Or Mark, did you have Ohio I, State though? What can I say? Did um, you take Ohio State? I, I didn't I pick. I didn't. I actually didn't pick that game. Uh, I, I did kind of somewhat like Clemson. I got to give yeah. a shout out to your brother Mike Stephen in Arizona. He did yeah, say dude. Ohio State they, money line. Money line. Oh, yeah. We know that he's a big Ky- uh, Fields fan. Ky- yeah. uh, Kyle Fields, Kyle well, Trask. Well, he, had, he, had, he, had hedges, he had a hedges bet slash emotions because he's also a Notre Dame fan. And again, they don't do jack squat. He knew, he knew it was going to happen in that game already. So he can't really feel true. too bad or too true. And, then he's, and so that kind of makes him also say that Notre Dame doesn't even deserve to be in a playoff game like ever. Like unless they consistently be in a power five conference and play against these teams in the regular season, they're not going that they should never be allowed to be in. I don't care if they go 11 and 0, they're not going to perform against the SEC. But you could say that about anybody like Penn State at their at their height, Michigan, Michigan State at their height. They still get trounced year in and year out against the Floridas, the Auburns, the the Alabamas, the LSUs. It's crazy. I just really question it, too, when you look at, like, a Notre Dame. I mean, I have the 1% where I'm like, hey, you know what? They did technically get there. Even if they're losing every time, they still got there. But then you kind of look at these other schools that had some damn good seasons, those one-loss seasons, those Cincinnati's, those schools like that. It's like that's where, you know, the argument me and Mark had, you know, supporting it. Like, you just need to expand the playoffs because it's just so hard getting that last team right. Because then you have an Ohio State where, oh, you don't play enough games, but they didn't just go and cover. They beat Clemson. So it's like, did the right team get in? I mean, yes. Are we going to get, oh, you know, you want to get technical. You don't play enough games. You know, that's arguably, you know, it's true. But it's like, damn, they didn't just cover. They beat Clemson. So it's like, at least you know the best team to a degree is going to the national championship. I don't know. It's really tough because Notre Dame, I mean, 
it's true. For the next 10 years to get to the playoffs, I'm going to say they're probably going to lose the next 10 years. I mean, but you just need to expand it to kind of make it a level playing field and I guess give more opportunity. And it'll be, a, I think, a better signal into who should be playing in that, you know, semifinals game versus Alabama. I mean, don't really get it twisted either. We want to sit here and kind of rag on Notre Dame. But at the end of the day, don't I mean, they they lost. Yeah, that back door, they should have probably got blown out more. But I mean, the scoreboard is what it is. And they only lost by 17. And I mean, they cover that spread with that 20 point spread. They were, you know, we kind of knew they were going to they were meant to lose. Right. But who was meant to win in the other game was Clemson. And they lost by 21. So as that, game as was much- a lot that game was a lot easier i think to see that ohio state could have won that game notre dame had no no chance before the game even started ohio state had a good chance before the game started yeah but when you look at the scoreboard the i mean i think that clemson was probably a bigger you know joke in that game than notre dame was in alabama yeah like i said notre dame covered at the very end but i mean they lose their two best defensive players there it is within that game they had the bullshit, bullshit uh, targeting penalty, which was BS, man. I, I, to this, I, oh my god, he, I he, hate landed, that. he went, hate that rule. he went into them, he went into him like that, dude. Like he, he had no intention at all of of hurting him or whatever. You see running backs play in and play out, lower their head, you know, like to you know to initiate contact and like what one time out of a thousand, sometimes they'll call, you know, oh, lowering the helmet to initiate contact, fifteen yards on the offense. It's oh my god, there there's I know they're trying to protect the the, the kids because they're, they're kids. running back though. The many he takes off, I mean, I like Justin Fields, I like the Buckeyes, but then I seen that play, I'm like you may have just lost the game that was their best defensive player who can kind of contain fields and fields is actually the one who kind of went straight into him you see the linebacker move his head clearly and just get a great perfect shot on him but yeah you guys remember what quarter that was in was that it the was first early, or second it was early in the quarter early in the game right I don't recall, man. It was, it was, early, the first it, was it was early. It was. I didn't just want to say it's the first quarter. To be okay. honest, it was early. Yeah. So we, we want to say like momentum shift in these kids, these eighteen to twenty-one year olds. You know, that's a huge blow. Lose your leader. Right. So I mean, yep. I'm not going to say I'm not. That's not. That's not an excuse to give for Clemson losing. But you know, hey, sure as hell didn't help. Yeah. I've, I mean, it definitely didn't. Uh, both games kind of being blowouts with the uh, seven point, 20 point spread where we would have thought, but I mean, did you guys enjoy them at least? Did you guys, uh, have, uh, did you guys enjoy watching them? Do you guys think it was at least, uh, you know, kind of give you guys what you guys wanted to see with these two games? It was entertaining. I mean, obviously from the Alabama side, you have to see Najee go uh, off. Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, he had himself a good game. I think the part that was like, damn, which I mean, we're kind of giving like the little bit of the flack slack for freaking Notre Dame. But was that stat? The last eight main big bowl games they've been on, they've lost them all. Eight yeah. game big bulls losing streak and the margin is by like 20 points or more. Yeah. Damn, and I believe the the ACC went like 0 for 2 in their bowl games, they right? Went 0 for 6, 7, or 8, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I, I'm a lifelong USC fan, so I've yeah, had years, and years, years and years of going button heads with my brother about USC Notre Dame. So I'm always a little bit of like, you know, give a little fist pump to them losing, but <laughs> yeah. 
Other than that, it was a good game, so let's get into the national championship. So it's this Monday, Alabama versus Ohio State. Mark, what do you got on the line? What do you like as far as you know advantages for either team? And I, uh, it, it escapes me, but where is the game being held again? It's being held at Hard Rock Stadium Hard in Rock Miami, Miami Gardens, Florida. Okay, there is we go. So basically, because I was in Excuse- Tahoe and. I would say, you know, of course, Harvey's in Montpelieu, and they didn't have the freaking lineup that you could bet. And right when I was about to walk out of Harvey's to come back home, they just released it right then and there. It was opening at five, minus five Alabama. You should have gone across the street to the Hard Rock. Since it's being played at the Hard Rock, maybe they would have had an early line for you there, man. (laughs) I hate that one one in Tahoe. (laughs) I mean, depending on who you're going for, five, if you're going for Alabama, I mean, that would have been – you should have just made a U-turn if you liked Alabama and gone and put down that bet at the Mont Blue because right now you're sitting at about a seven and a half, eight, which obviously makes it a lot better (laughs) if you like Ohio State, but – I mean, that's how the market shifts these days, man. But you know what? To tell you the truth, that's a pretty good number, Sean, because I don't remember even Vegas. I saw, you know, some of the the sports books I follow that not even in Vegas. They don't think they came out with five Um, because I think right when the game started ending like that night, Vegas was already posting like seven and a half point spread. So I don't know if you were looking at the right game or maybe it was it was just had a huge influx of maybe. Ohio State money, who knows? But that's I like, actually have not seen that number, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's like current. in baseball, you know, like sometimes the first pitch is the best pitch you're going to see of the whole at bat. <laughs> you know, sometimes that first line you just got to jump on it, depending which way you swing. Um, so if you liked Alabama, I guess that was the best number you could have grabbed. Damn. You guys yep. got a total here. You guys got a total here of sitting 75. Um, like I said, seven and a half, eight points. Sorry, Sean, I know you're going to say something. Continue or continue on who you kind of like in this matchup, who you think, who you like. Uh, what do you guys say? I can see the momentum right now. Fields having a good game. That running game is good. But going against Najee and Devontae Smith, and isn't like this is just a, you know, McElroy-type quarterback that they've had. Uh, McCarron, you know, their quarterback now is pretty freaking good himself. And, Rackable, I don't know, boy. man. I like it. Great. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Guys. Jones. Like, you know, you can't go against Alabama right now. And it's not to go, oh, Ohio State's going to lose another big game. I mean, I think Ohio State's actually really good this year. And if there is a game they can win from the past couple teams that they've had, it's this year because they're really, really good. But I can't go again until somebody beats Alabama. I mean, I know Clemson did, but until it kind of happens on a regular basis, I still got to roll with Alabama, man. Roll damn tide, buddy. You guys Those, talk. You too, Mike? Oh, me too, buddy. I mean, they lose two years ago. They haven't won in a couple of years. Nick Saban is itching for one, and he's going to get it. He's going to get it. I mean, I would have loved that fiver, Sean. Would have loved the fiver. But, yeah. Um, I was even literally on the way out, bro. I'm so pissed right now. I really just see her thing. I didn't really want to pull out like five. <laughs> Yeah, if it's seven and if if it's seven and a half, and I can I can buy down to seven, then I definitely take a touchdown spread with Alabama for sure. Yeah, I kind of like to go contrary of you guys. I mean, with eight points, I kind of be looking at Ohio State here. Uh, they only played seven games throughout the season. They might be a little bit less prone oh, to shit. like. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As I'm sitting here, it's funny looking at the playoff, you know, 12 games, 12 games, 12 games, and then seven games sure. that Ohio State played. Jeez. But 
that just kind of gives them conviction that they're going to they might be a little bit fresher, you know. And yeah, I mean, as much as you guys want to say, Mike, that, you know, it's been a long time since Alabama won it. Nick Saban two years ago, whatever, didn't win it. He's hungry. But I mean, Ohio State, they're just as hungry as as well, in my opinion. You know, they haven't won it since a couple years ago when they beat down the, Ohio, the Oregon Ducks, you know, when they had Ezekiel Elliott and your guy Cardale Jones. uh <laughs> That kind of that's kind of stepped in. I think it was for the injured Braxton Miller, if I'm not mistaken, or JT Barry. I think it might have been Barry, one of them. But he stepped in. Man, that guy had played a, a great game. Didn't really transpire in the NFL. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Um, but <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I kind of like Ohio State to kind of make a game of it and kind of stay in it, man. Uh, I think that uh, Saban with that Stupid little backdoor cover that was offered to them in uh, in the last game. I think he's going to be really focused, so it kind of scares me. But I kind of like the dog here, man. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate, too, on myself because I could say that, you know, Urban Meyer is not walking through that door. You know, Mr. Sweater Vest, Jim Trestle himself is not walking through that door. But then again, you think there's a little bit of like um, behind Ryan the scenes. Like, Ryan Day hasn't been no chump, man. No, no, I kind of no, like I, him. No, I know, but but I'm I'm gonna go with you on this. You think there's a little bit of like locker room beef or like a little bit of like anxiety or drama because Steve Sarkeesian has been offered a job, you know? Like, do you think it's like kind of his his foot's already out the door, so it's you know like like his head's not in the game, you know what I'm saying? Like they could I also for sure in the game because I think he has a little uh, bit of the competitiveness that he doesn't want to leave with that national championship, and I think same is kind of just a plug and play. Give me I one more I, game, call some plays. Get, yeah. I, th- I think I'm just acting like I'm <laughs> like in the mindset of a media member, just like try- trying to fish for these stories. Like, uh, oh, maybe reason why they lost or they will lose. Is oh, because that is this. what's going to be said, no doubt, if they lose. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm yeah, saying. So there's the two shiniest toys on the field, Najee Harris and Devontae Smith. I mean, take advantage of it while you can. Definitely, definitely. So uh, let's give a quick pick. So I think me and Sean would go Alabama at a minus oh, seven. Mark, you'd go for Ohio State. If you can get him at a even a seven eight. Hey, let 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 you guys keep betting Bama. Get give me Ohio State at nine, baby. There it is. <laughs> I, think, I think we were pretty safe the other eleven games of the season, but you know, besides last week. But okay, how, so how, how how about I get I go up to Tahoe, get Sean's number of Bama on oh, five, man. and then I can get maybe I can get Ohio State at nine in middle it. Bama wins by seven. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I go. take that and run. Let's check in on the court. NBA. Steph Curry with the 62 freaking points last week, his career high against the Portland Trailblazers, just one of the many storylines of this past week's NBA. So, boys, let's give a little checkup. The Warriors look like they're going to be, be down by the L.A. Clippers as we record live right now at 10:19 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But they're going to be 500 with the injuries they have. You know, I think it's that's you know not bad. But anything else you want to talk about? Warriors, whatnot for the quick NBA check-in. Well, the Warriors are definitely playing. I think in some ways better than people expected. They obviously started off real, real rocky with those very ugly two losses. But being 4-4, four and four, I think you said it best, Mike. You know, it's going to be kind of one of those literally game-by games the whole season. You're going to have, obviously, some losses because you don't have the clays. You're kind of not the same team. But then you're going to have your Steph Curry 60-plus point performances. So, I mean, as long as they can kind of turn Curry a little bit into that volume shooter, shooter, to pick up the slash. Schroeder? Schroeder? Schroeder. <laughs> He's going to make him that volume shooter. 
You know, you might be onto something there, Sean. That yeah, high volume know, shooter. No, you, <laughs> you know, Curry. You I think that, that's that. going to be the big thing with him. You know, uh, it's not just oh, Curry needs to be just the star. No, he actually has to go out and like I'm talking dominate, take the shots. But you know, this season's been a lot more than just the Warriors. Look at the West right now, man. Phoenix, Bradley, Bradley Beal tonight. <laughs> Beal tonight. You know, but I think that's probably I think the biggest story when you actually just step back and look at the hardcore. The Phoenix Suns, man, they add Chris Paul and they're six and two at the top of the West. How long it's gonna last, I don't know. But I never thought in the next five to ten years I'd see Phoenix sitting in first place, even if it's only been eight games in. Hey, but you, the Warriors, though, for as bad as a season they started off with, four and four, That's uh, good. sitting in fourth place. I can't believe the Warriors. I mean, you, that road trip they had to start off the season, I would have never imagined they'd even be close to the top eight. But Split here they perfect, are, though, two and two. Exactly two. I mean, early. Um, it's early still, but yeah, I think the season. I think it has a little bit of magic left in it. I love how you mentioned the thing about the sun, Sean. That's right. You get that one guy, and they're kind of getting it together there, which is kind of scary. We knew the West is going to be scary from what we've seen in the bubble last year, right, with Utah and, and, and Portland doing good and Denver and whatnot, Dallas. But, yeah, I think that I'm excited, especially for the West. In the East, uh, I think – I don't know, man. What do you guys think about the East? I kind of – I'm kind of with uh, – I kind of feel like I have to be with Milwaukee this year. I mean, it, this is a do – I mean, I know he got that contract, right? But does that contract start to you know, tend to start eating into other players that they could get and caps and whatnot? I think this is kind of a do-or-die year for the Bucks, sitting at 5-3 and three in sixth place in the East. Uh <laughs> Kind of funny. Uh, th- the 76 are seven and one guys. I mean, I mean that's a, I mean that's my question. Are the 76ers for real? Orlando Magic at six and two. Size. The Pacers six and two. It's an eight. It's eight to eight games. The New York early, Knicks you know? five and three. Jesus. <laughs> but I think is. I think it's a, it is a sample size. But I think this is kind of telltale of how the season's gonna go. I think it is gonna be a little bit more parody in both, you know, in both conferences, if you will. Yeah, I mean I mean Toronto's one and six, you know, like is that gonna last? I I feel that they'll still be up, you know, into the playoff race. I don't know. Well, I think if you look at the teams that are in the playoffs currently right now, and again, guys, this is so small sample size, but look at how many teams that were in the playoffs last year that are kinda of off to a slow start. Three and four, Miami Heat. Alluding to what Mike just said, the one in six Toronto Raptors, uh, the Houston Rockets, two and four playoff team from last year, three and four Denver Nuggets, another slow start. So I think one thing that we can take from this season, it's early and hopefully it actually continues because it makes the season fun. And it kind of goes into what we said, I think, last week. Some of these teams that are not really as good as years past are actually kind of showing up a little bit. Sacramento, four and four playoff team currently. New Orleans, four and four playoff team currently. Uh, New York Knicks, five and three. Cleveland Cavaliers, four and four. So at least you know you're having some of these teams that you, even if they crap the bed at the end of the season, they're kind of showing up a little bit. So I don't some know. Of, it makes some fun. Some some of these teams, I think that you guys are also saying up at the top, like say the Magic, the Pacers. Uh, you know, the Phoenix Suns, if you will. I think that these teams, though, are we? I mean, yeah, it is a small sample size, but are we kind of surprised in a way? I mean, these teams have been kind of building and been, you know, coming up in the last couple seasons, you know. So 
I just think that it's their time to kind of, you know, transpire and, you know, into that next position. We're not saying that they're going to make it to the conference finals or the finals or whatnot, but I think for that parody reason that I'm talking that I mentioned earlier, I think that it's going to actually be kind of good with these Orlando Magics and these Pacers and these Suns mixing it up with, the, you know, these bigger dogs in these conferences, man. I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, it's going to be really good for the regular season. But, Mark, do you hear that? It's what, that, the, La- it, the Lakers no, are still no, favorites? It's, it's, <laughs> it's that rain cloud, it's that cloud raining on your parade of the NBA and, you know, the parody and whatnot because, you're, come on, bro, there's like only four or five realistic teams. It's cool to watch the regular season, and it's really cool to see these teams hopefully get into like a conference semis or a conference finals. But, I mean, it's just – it's still the NBA at, at the end of the day. I, I hate to be the pessimistic about this on this like every other week when we talk about the NBA. But, I mean – so Once I will. The series start, I, I will. Change. I will refrain. I will refrain. You're not. You're not. You're not lying. Know. I mean, you're no, not lying. You're not I lying. I mean, when you look oh, back oh, at Mike the years, it's about dynasties, right? The Bulls, the San Antonio Spurs, the Warriors, Lakers. the Lakers. Yeah, there's, been like, there's been like what ten of them all time. But no, I, I understand. But as as far as the NBA getting back on top, or not maybe maybe top, but at least out of the bottom rungs of oh, yeah. the of the of the of the. Uh, Sorry, the the ratings as far as TV is concerned, this is perfect. This is great. This is other teams getting up there like, hell yeah, this is not just the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors a couple years ago. Like, hell yeah, this is like like brand new teams. Like, let's go. Like, even though it's probably not going to last, it's like, let's get those ratings up right now. Hell yeah. I mean, the ratings are tanking, but I know a lot of the reason that they get these fat contracts is because of the TV contracts and whatnot. And it's, I mean, it's kind of astonishing to see that these ratings tank, but the players keep getting paid. It's like the stock market. It makes no sense. A yeah. company has bad news and the stock shoots up. They're losing $33 million a day by not having Disney open and the stock keeps shooting up. House, right? Yeah, I mean, the NBA is like it is like NASCAR. You know, you have like just the casual fan who's like, NASCAR, what the hell? Why don't you make a right turn? You know, like it's stupid. And you have the NBA fan who's like, ah, eh, these like these money hungry, you know, SOBs like it's like what three super teams like everyone wants to just play together and stuff but then you have the hardcore NBA fans who's like no it's really good like you have like a dozen teams that are fighting for all these playoff spots so you know you're going to have the people who are hardcore NBA fans hardcore NASCAR fans hardcore baseball fans who are going to defend their sports and then you're going to have the other side who's like you know people who are against money and who are against you know just that kind of side of sports you know and speaking about money, though, guys, let's we know we like to make some money. What about future money? You guys like to make you guys like you guys like quick money. You guys like that long term money that short. You guys like that future money. I'm going to give you guys some future money right here. Once again, Los Angeles Lakers guys pinned out about a two to one favorite. Shocker. Shocker. Right. Um, although I, I, it's hard to win two in a row. It's hard to win two in a row. Don't forget that Brooklyn Nets. Your Brooklyn Nets, KD, I think, is Kyrie, sitting out KD, for a couple, yeah. sitting out uh, COVID uh, tr- uh, contact tracing situation for KD, but they're at a about f- five to one favorite, or not favorite, five to one. But you got the Clippers at six to one, the Bucks at six to one. How about this, 76ers? You guys in doubt with their seven and one record, but at fifteen to one, sitting there with better than the Boston Celtics, man. Um, I, it's crazy because you know what in the NBA guys I'm actually if you look down the board yeah you guys I, it could be come down to the same teams but if you're looking for value I mean you still got like a couple teams like Miami made the finals you can get them at 16 to one if they can like, get it together you know I think that 
there's a little bit of value to be had. Uh, the Boston Celtics, you know, can they do it? Probably not. But I mean, 16 to one, that's pretty good value. Uh, I don't know, man. I, even with Portland, even with the Warriors at 55 to one, why not throw like 20, 30 bucks? You know, it probably ain't going to happen. But if you're talking about value, there's some teams that have made like some pretty sweet, like kind of playoff appearances in these last couple seasons that pretty good price. And if anything injury or anything could happen to one of these upper echelon teams, if you will, I think that that's a good time for a smaller, you know, more valuable team to come inside and prance on this parade. Yeah, I mean, those are actually, you know, decent odds, but let's go ahead and get, you know, like 20 more games and let's get like a better educated Definitely. Um, like analysis about these future bets. So from the NBA onto the NFL, we have a wild wild card weekend ahead of us. We have three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Let's fellows, let's jump right into it. You know, just, I guess a crazy, you know, potential tanking by the Philadelphia Eagles holds the New York giants out of the playoffs and the Washington football team is in. So what say you guys on these six games, go ahead and just throw out a game first for some analysis. Well, I think the first game of the playoffs is going to be arguably the best game. The very, very improved Indianapolis Colts visit the Buffalo Bills. Now, I remember beginning of the season, I was huge on Buffalo, and I still am. They had a great year. They won uh, the AFC East, and I think they're probably going to win this football game because Josh Allen's having a career year, young superstar, but that Colts team is a sleeper, man. They're very damn good. They got Phillip Rivers, and it's funny because I think we could all agree. Veteran quarterback, a little bit older, about 50 kids. I don't know, you know, if he's going to get enough sleep to have some good football left in him. And this guy's, man, he's carried him, bro. And, you know, going to Buffalo is going to be tough. But I don't know, man. That Colts team, they're a little sneaky. Yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers is used to playing in San Diego, and now he's used to playing indoors in Indianapolis. Play anywhere, and, man. And, and, and besides that, he's going to the cold, and then he just usually poops the bed when it comes to the playoffs anyway. So um, as far as, you know, if we're talking money line, who's going to win the game, I see Buffalo. Love but it. that is a tempting six-and-a-half-point spread for me. That's kind of like, ooh, yeah, I could see Buffalo winning by sevens. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of a scary number, even though I've – really have confidence in Buffalo winning that game. I think another game also, just because it brings back the memories of like when football was football, the Eddie George versus Ray Lewis. What about that Baltimore at Tennessee game Sunday morning? That's going to be oh, another yeah. fun one, guys. And it's going to be a big battle. Lamar, they snuck in the playoffs. Now they got to go up against the King. Uh, good guy, Derrick Henry. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun one. Another Bama back. Just there it is. I'm all yeah. over the place, but that's probably that's probably the two best games of the week, in my opinion, honestly, I because agree, the Saints Bears is like whatever. I mean, the Steelers ended the season on a five game losing streak. I don't see them. There's a reason why they're still favored by six points, even with a close to fanless, you know, Heinz Field. Uh, the Washington football team luckily gets to ho- host Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is going to go in there and mop the floor with them. And the Seahawks Rams could be a good game, but just, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, is, is, is golf playing? He looked, uh, I guess, promising today that he would play. So, I mean, so, you're so not promising that, that this is, that doesn't spell a hundred percent to me with that three and a half point spread, which is kind of odd to me, guys. I know it's a divisional game with playoff game at that, but it's obviously telling me that, uh, golf is going to play, but 
I, I, how are you going to give three and a half to the Rams? But, you know, the Colts, like Sean mentioned, is getting or, you know, Mike, seven points, six and a half. I mean, looking at those, I kind of have to like the Colts on that one. Also, you know, with that first game, I'm kind of with you on that one. Kind of with you guys that on both games are also the first two games of the uh, both days are the best games. I think that Cleveland at Pittsburgh, you got that Sunday night matchup. Your thoughts on that? Uh, Pittsburgh is six point favorite. They sat Big Ben, another divisional playoff game. Uh, I don't know, I mean, man. I, I I think Pittsburgh is going to handle them, but can yeah. they cover? But what a way to go out if they do lose that game to Cleveland. I mean, what a great story for Cleveland. But Jesus Christ, you go 11-0, and and then you end the season on a six-game losing streak, including the playoffs? That'd be an all-time just meltdown. I, like I thought the Raiders the last two years going like six and three and ending the year like one and five, one and six, it, you know, it, it is atrocious. But this would um, this would take the cake for at least the last couple years of choking. For all the fans that listen to the comic book is podcast. You guys have heard me week in and week out say the Browns are arguably the worst 10 win team, 11 win team and so on. And I'm going to keep on saying that, but I will have one little asterisk. They're learning how to use Nick Chubb. And that's, I think, the X factor. If they make it a Nick Chubb game and they add Kareem Hunt, you know what? They have a pretty damn good chance of beating Pittsburgh. But the minute that they make it a Baker Mayfield game, the game is over. When you actually look at when you look at that offense from last year and the year before when Baker kind of had that slump, they made it about Baker. But ever since they started getting Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they're one A and one B. They're 1A and 1B going. They're dominating teams right now, man. I mean, they, well, they won 12 games this year, and it's been on the run game. Yes, Nick Chubb is definitely helping the passing game because he's getting so many yards, and he got to stack the box, and that's what's helping Baker Mayfield. But I'm telling you, if they can you know, just keep establishing that run, they can pop over to those long passes to Higgins, to Jarvis, I never thought I'd say it, but that team, I think, is the worst 10, 11, 12 win team. They might be Pittsburgh. And yeah. di- and divisional at that. I mean, those divisional games, mm-hmm. like I always mention, it, you know, close. you play it. They won. Uh, they're one and one this year. Right. So this is going to be the rubber match. And with Cleveland, yeah, 11 and five, same record as the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Who would have thought that? You know, who would have thunkin'? But don't you just love it too? Like I've been saying this like through text messages to you guys ever since o- like OBJ got hurt, ever since that guy who likes to get pooped on got hurt, there they've just been, they've been like a completely different team. Exactly, dude. It's like, you know, go hit your I mean, head that, on a, that, that on a punting net somewhere else. Like get the hell out of here, bro. Like you that screwed is- up my fantasy team and then you screwed up your own team. Like <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, and then you screw up LSU handing out money after they handing win the national money getting banned for a year. Oh my God, this well, dude. A player, a player like that, you got to take the ego out of him because I actually think they'd be perfectly fine if they had him if they played the same style of football. Just use him when he's doing the play calls for it. Let the team focus on him, double coverage him if they want, but don't change what you're doing. The problem is. I see your face. The problem is, though, is when he's on the field, everyone somehow gets gravitated. I got to make it an OBJ game. And it's like, you really don't use him as if he's any other player. But you got to know his abilities because you know damn well. Yes. Is he talking about physically better than people? Hell, yes, he is. But just 
you know, don't make your offense around him. You play the same brand of football you're playing right now. And I got OBJ on the outside with Jarvis, Higgins, Peoples Jones is playing good right now. Hey, man, they're not just mm-hmm. a good team. They're an arguably a great team. Just keep playing the same brand of run and pass off of that. Yeah. And not only are people, other people gravitating towards him, he's also making it about himself. That's the thing. Uh, that's the thing that's with the what you problem. said about ego. If you take it out, if you just tell him to shut the hell up, like you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do, go out and do the thing to do the damn thing. Sorry, you're not going to get a hundred catches. I'm sorry. You're not going to get 1700 yards. I'm sorry. You're not going to get 13 tugs, but like, dude, like we're winning. Like we went 11 and five without you. Could you imagine if you went on the field, had a positive attitude towards winning, just strictly winning what we could do? Like, bro, we're trying to like build this thing. Like, has anyone ever just told him that? I'm sure they have, but I don't know if it sticks. I don't know. It's coming from someone who's on the Giants, who, I mean, he didn't have much winning going on over there anyway. So, I mean, to see that the first team you're probably on that makes the playoffs, you're stuck on the sideline with a torn ACL, I I guess to humble you a little bit. I mean, in his head, he probably has that. We'd be even better if I was there. Well, you're right. But you obviously got to have the same mindset because look what they did without you. They don't need you. So, I mean... Yeah. Hey, this is one of the six games this week. A lot of fun games we haven't even really dug into. Colts, I mean, like Buffalo, it, Rams, is, Seattle. Is there even a need to really, really deep dive into <laughs> Bears, Saints, or Buccaneers football team? Here I am trying to drag the NFL segment on for another minute or two, but Chicago's gonna lose. I mean, there's the oh, if ten, Montgomery ten, has ten a points, good game. Though. I mean, 10 points, you could like get a backdoor cover like Alabama, uh, Notre Dame had against Alabama. You never know. And then you have almost a nine-point spread there, um, a home underdog as well with Tom Brady. I, th- I really think that Tom Brady with the playoff experience and uh, Mike Evans with his eighth, seventh straight 1,000-yard season to start a career, amazing. First time in NFL history. That amazing. is unbelievable. But I will say this, Washington defense, do they at least – True make it tough for Tampa because I'm not going to lie, man. That Chase Young, whoo, yeah. that because was a pretty damn good yeah, football player. Because at, at the end of the day, we could say that, oh, it's really hard to cover a 10-point spread in the NFL, but now you want to talk about a playoff game where all of these teams are, for the most part, deserving to be there. You know, you could say that the 7-9 and nine Washington football team, but hey, you know, like they handled business when they needed to. They, they played with the cards that they were dealt with. So, you know, and so as far as um, – analysis is concerned i think that's done but if we want to give a few picks if there's one game or two games you'd like to give out to the fans that you're confident in as far as spread or money line or over unders concern sean like anything you guys want to throw out uh well i guess for my pick i am obviously i mean if it's going to go money line i like free money so i'd probably go new orleans that sounds like a pretty good pick but Mm -hmm. you know obviously uh going with the spread I think it's the one that we all talked about uh, in the very beginning. I'm going to go with the Colts at Buffalo. I think it is going to be cold weather, so there might be some challenges for Phillip Rivers. But with the way Jonathan Taylor is playing, with the way a lot of people uh, on that team defensively have been playing, they might have some challenges for Josh Allen. So I think uh, Indianapolis will definitely be able to cover that spread. I know um, we got a couple other picks for you guys, comic bookie fans, Mike and Mark. What about you guys? I mean, if I were to, the most confident pick that I have is probably the Steelers. Yep. Uh, a, a minus six points at home against the Browns. And if I were to throw another, like, if I were to put together a parlay, maybe I'd put that with, I agree with both of you, Colts plus six and a half. And I just, 
I, I agree with Mark. I don't see anything from L.A. I would take Seattle at home, um, even though they won't have any fans probably, like a minus three and a half. I, I, I like Russell Wilson in the playoffs. You know, he's been to two Super Bowls. Like, he's he's he, he's been there. I, yes, Jared Goff has been to one, <laughs> but they didn't really you know score any points. And even if he does play, it doesn't seem like he's 100%. So I'm going to go with uh, the Colts. If I would put, put together a parlay, Colts plus six and a half, Seahawks minus three and a half, and the Pittsburgh Steelers minus six. Mark, what say you for the, your picks and, for a anything? A lot of these games kind of tough. I do like the Colts. Um kind of scares me when all of us are on the same game but (laughs) (laughs) i do kind of like the colts and i'd like the uh sorry i like the seahawks as well and the one game that you guys didn't mention it's the highest number on the board but the saints i think that mike i know they're your super bowl pick uh not to win or maybe maybe but at least to make it and i think that with the chicago bears yeah they got a pretty decent defense and i think they can stay in the game but you know how hard it is to play down there in the dome uh they kind of getting it together again, and I kind of like the Saints to maybe kind of put a whooping on the Bears. Uh, sucks for Bears fans out there again. Sorry, Chicago, but it's just the kind of hands you guys are dealt uh, year after year, kind of like us Raider fans. So uh, it is what it is. I but wish that, we were. I wish we were uh, had a playoff, a playoff hand dealt with a you playoff know, game, man. With Jesus. But how about the Raiders covering that uh, that seven and a half point a season win total <laughs> on that blocked field goal, man? Crazy. I, I did. That was pretty crazy. And you know what else is crazy is uh, me and Sean, you guys were, were mentioning it in pre-production, but that uh, what did Vegas give? There was like an over under uh, a half of a player, uh, half of a player coming home from a week 17 game and crashing into something and splitting his forehead open. The Raiders take the over Josh Jacobs. Congratulations. Dumb ass. You That's know, the uh, Jose Mourinho meme right there. The Jose Mourinho laugh. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, Ricky. I mean, I was, you're not a Ricky, but you're a Ricky to Vegas. I mean, come on now, but that was a rookie, that was a rookie move right there. Jesus, come on. That's you can't hold your Vegas liquor. Ra- come on. That's, That's like, a straight Vegas. That's, That's a straight classic. Vegas. Like, was that at Vegas? Was that at McCarran? It was at Vegas. Was that Dude, at AJ? <laughs> bro, you have. Was that at AJ? You have limos. You have everything waiting for you to take you anywhere. I just don't get Uber. this, man. You are Hell a billionaire. Dumb. Your team literally has agencies. Like, hey, just call, you know, call homeboy to pick you up. It's all good. Like, you have a ride. Like, why? Literally, you fall. You don't just get drunk and drive. You fall asleep at the wheel. Like. And he's and, and not, he doesn't see and he doesn't seem dumb. He doesn't seem like a, a dumb, stupid kid. person. Oh, like just to like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like I just can't see. Maybe Vegas stuff. happened. <laughs> maybe maybe I can't. Happened. Maybe I'm trying to see through the raiderness. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Who you fooling, bruh? If you guys did not see Mr. Josh Jacobs, uh, the second year running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, got a huge gash, like dead center of his whole forehead. I'd say about at least an inch and a half That's wide. An inch and a half. I think it's like Two about inches? three, three, three Dude, four he inches. Needs, bro, he needs three, to be like four Dr. inches. He don't got a six foot six. He got a seven <laughs> inch. <laughs> bro, right here. It, it's literally about. I play about. Is it that big? I'd, I'd probably say at least two inches. At he least needs to be. Two. He, he needs to be Dr. Manhattan for uh, for Halloween, and he needs to like fill that in with the circle and the dot right there in his forehead. That'd be dope. This, this is crazy, right there, bro. If you yeah. guys have not checked it out, you guys will get a laugh because uh, he he got his he, because you know what you got to take him to the hospital first so he can get his stitches, 
And then he gets his mug shot. <laughs> so he got the beautiful mug with this fresh, fresh stitches right in the right in the uh, Instagram profile picture. Exactly. Yeah. He had to book his ass after he gets stitched up. But speaking of Dr. Manhattan, that is the end of sports. Let's get into the comic section of the Comic Boogies podcast. Like every week, like we always mention, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the Comic Bookies. Email us anytime you want. Hey, all you international fans, jump on with us. We are the Comic Bookies at gmo.com check out our youtube page we're posting videos about every other week now giving you extra content on what we loved and hated in sports and what we loved and hated in comic books so yeah gentlemen let's get into the comic book side first so on dc let's preview some of these books man dark knight's death metals number seven finally ends we actually have a big week in comic books uh death metal finally ends number seven is out and we start the future state so i have future state the next batman i have Future State Wonder Woman, Superman of Metropolis is on um, the uh, is on on the Future State as well. And the Flash, number one, all of those are number ones. I think all these stories are going to be between two and four issues spanning from now until the end of February. Over on the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 56, Venom 32, Sean, you and I get Thor 11. Mark, you get Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 22, Joey Logano issue, and The Eternals, number one, comes out today. First issue of this big story. It's supposed to be pretty big. Aftershock, Scout's Honor, number one, and Knock 'em Dead, number two. Image, you have Crossover 3, Firepower 7, that's on the Skybound side, and Rat Queens, number 24. Over on the Boom Studios, one of my favorite shows of all time is now a comic book, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 21, and AWA has one offering for us this week, The Resistance Reborns, number one. It's like the kind of one shot to continue the story. I think it's like a side story about six or seven specific people from The Resistance. So, gentlemen, um, I was able to read most of the books over the last two weeks. So I have – I think the only one I didn't get to was X-Men from like last week, but I think I did everything else. So what do you guys want to talk about over the last week or two of comic books? X-Men's actually turning it around. I kind of enjoyed the last two uh, issues. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad. They've actually been – I kind of like what they're – I don't want to spoil it. Did you read it, Sean, X-Men? I did, and I was telling Mike in pre-production. I actually got all the books done except that one also, but no, I think you you guys are going to kind of enjoy it. It kind of switches up the game. Kind of like what DC is doing with their books. Not saying that, not saying that uh, Hickman is going to go and complete kicked off or complete different direction. But I like how it kind of, you know, it's setting us up for something. It's setting us up for something. Um, I got two books, Mike. You've read them as well. Scarenthood, kind of weird. All these, uh, mm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of having enough of all these like uh whatever monsters whatnot kind of it's somewhat like Grendel Kentucky now Scarant Hood was uh we got one more yeah can- it's a little more f- freaky to me because as far as movies concerned I always enjoy the slasher movies like I'm not scared of Mike Myers but when mm-hmm. you throw something religious like a, <laughs> a like an exorcist, <laughs> exorcist the, <laughs> like all that stuff that shit scares the hell out of me so this Scarant Hood it, like if it was a real story would scare me a lot more than uh, you know, like a gory, like a Grendel, Kentucky would. It's what not I bad. am, what I am enjoying from that story, though, Mike, uh, is I kind of enjoy how kind of the antagonist, how he, him and his daughter, kind of have that relationship. You know, his daughter ends up being the one that's like seeing all these freaky, whatever, religious stuff. But I, I really enjoy that kind of uh, 
you know, him and his daughter, we both got daughters. And it's kind of like a story within a story, right? The relationship with his family, the friends and everything. So, yeah, I mean, Scary Hood brought to you by IDW. I believe it's a four issue miniseries, if I'm not mistaken, by Nick Roach and Chris O'Halloran. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good story. I actually wasn't going to pull it. Uh, Alex at Treasure Island Comics uh, actually said, you know, why not? four issues, you know, so I did, and I'm kind of excited that I did, you know, it's, uh, I really like that story within a story stuff that we're talking about, so, Bad Mother, guys, I know you guys want to hit on that one, man, <laughs> another AWA, Sean, you, uh, I mean, uh, Sean, you, you read it before we even recorded last week, so I'm going to give you the floor, That's how'd you right. like Bad Mother number five? You know, it's just like I said last week, bro, and even just, to every time we've gotten a new uh, issue. Literally, it's probably the best book I've read so far since getting in the comics, and it's one of those times where you do appreciate, like, shit. Like, this is why I like comics right here. It's an easy book. It's a fun book. It's a relatable book. You can see it happening in real life. You can see a dope-ass movie being made off of it. And this being the last book of the series, it sucks, because it's exactly that. It's the last one of the series, and it was just so awesome. It kind of concludes how you would expect it to conclude, but when you're actually tra- you know, going through it, just kind of like the anticipation. You know, you're at a dinner table with the lady who kidnapped your daughter, but you have her son tied up, and you're just like, okay, uh, am Dude, I going to get my With that dead man switch? That was, with that, that, was cool. dead man that was cool. switch, like, hey... It's just like Denzel said, you do something wrong, boom, we going to blow this thing to pieces here. And <laughs> yeah, that, that obviously, cool. you know, we don't need to get into a step-by-step about what happened. But obviously, you know, the daughter, it, it was perfect, like, uh, how they say, uh, revenge. Because the daughter, obviously, is the one who mm-hmm. ends up killing the lady who kidnapped her. Exactly. It's like she finally gets hers. But, um it's I don't know how many books that we've been reading. I, I know uh, Mark specifically, you've probably been reading more AWA books than we have, but unfortunately, it's one of the AWAs that we've uh, run into that probably is like done. You know, there's other ones that we said, okay, yeah, there could be a, uh, like a part two or whatever. Like Year Zero is already starting vo- uh, volume two. Unfortunately, this one, Bad Mother, sounds like it's probably done. Well, I'm pretty sure that Christina Faust, our boy, the Brazilian Mike Diodato Jr., and our guy that we mention a lot of times on this podcast, Lee Luffridge. Lee Luffridge. I'm, I'm sure that they're on to uh, – you know, to tell you the truth, guys, I actually haven't gotten that far in previews from last week. I'm about a third of the way through. I haven't gotten down to the section where the AWA and the smaller publishers would be at. I don't know, Mike. You're 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 holding up a couple fingers across the basement over there, so uh, I, I don't know, but yeah. I'm willing to check it out. But I think that AWA they started off hot. They're kind of cooling down a little bit. I'm not gonna throw in the towel on them yet, but uh, I was expecting a little bit more from Bad Mother on issue five. I think it was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was kind of somewhat of a I was expecting a little bit more to happen, you know, within the last. Um, I I personally I kind of agree with you just on the dialogue part. There was less to read. Yes, it, yes. It, it was a lot of scenes of like, okay, uh, picture, 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 the and then you said the words basically, and, and then you see the Hulk smash and everything. It, it gave you like That's a right. scene to like kind of like visualize. There was and a lot of visualization and, and, and not actual reading. I I do agree with you there. 
and in a way that's not bad. I do like visualizing as long as it's not the the Jonathan Hickman X Men uh, <laughs> uh, big big sized uh, uh, Jean Grey and, <laughs> Jane, and yeah. Um, <laughs> Emma St- How about uh, uh, Batman in the Desert? That was mm, right away that, that. that had nah. dialogue, but it was like the beginning was just like, what the hell? And you're just like, what? <laughs> you guys making jokes about Home on the Range. That, that, that's what kills me oh. every time. I love that. But yeah, nonetheless, Bad Mother, though, it was a great, great offering from AWA. Excited for what they're bringing in the future. Mike. I can't go. This one can't go unnoticed, bro. There's only one scumbag in this, bro. There's only one. Hell yeah! Like Jesus. I, like I, like I wish like as soon as because like this you is... said like after we recorded, I think I read it like the day after I edited the podcast. Like literally like two days after we recorded, me saying that I didn't read it, I read it, and I was like, yeah, dude, this is so <laughs> good again. No it's one of the best books I'm reading right now. Isn't it one of the best, bro? This book is just great. This dude is just a straight. He just demonizes women and just talks whatever he wants to them and just uh you know mike's looking at me like you can't say that but hey we're reading it it's not that i'm saying it but i you know i treat women with respect don't i was raised to treat women with respect but this well, piece this, of, this i mean this pos is, right here this guy it's, it's all fictional come on bro and I, I, I know we're reading some fiction is it uh well well some people in this world <laughs> probably act and do things like this guy but uh as far as like what the story's concerned about this gold bomb and everything like we dude, i couldn't they, write they this give i couldn't up, even they give this them the, my wildest dreams bro i mean i can't i mean if the, this book can't be published into like a tv show maybe a movie but i mean they give him the they give him the the snow so he can go on and he's just He's over here snorting blow and doing all to dude. This 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 book is just crazy. I mean, now he's, he's being uh, treated and he's being treated like he's an actual threat. Like they got him in like this little prison thing and he's got his hands you know like cuffed with these huge things like as if he's like the goddamn Hulk and they don't want him to smash anything. I but, wish like Sean, all he, like all he wants is his drugs, bro. Like just give me a little was- hit. And I'm good. And then, and sure enough, what, where does he drop the gold bomb? But on the bar that he always kicks it at, like where all of his supposed friends are. Like, kills, dude, you kills. you scumbag. You're a fucking <laughs> you're a freaking scumbag. <laughs> he thought he was doing him a favor. I'm gonna give him gold. Drops a bomb on him. This dude. I mean, at the end, what he ends up like requesting like a badass Trans Am and trying to get whatever he wants. But dude, I'm just. How many issues is this thing? I'm thinking it's five. Yeah, exactly. What's well, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. Is. Is, is it an ongoing? I think it's an ongoing, which I think we discussed that a couple of weeks ago. So if it's an ongoing, then it would be at least twelve. You know, like this, I think they reassess like how good sales are and stuff, and maybe they end it after two arcs or whatever. But I think it's. I think. I think Reminder's got it going on for an ongoing. Dude, if this is ongoing, I mean. I just Sean. I'm in. Geez. I'm in. I'm in. Sean, I'm in there like swimwear. I might need this, your scumbag. You guys are speaking dude, my ha- language, man. Dude, this hella funny, dude. This damn book by Remender, like you said, Powell, not and Eric this, Powell. And, and then you got this like big old principal trunchbull looking lady at the end. Like, what the hell is going to happen in issue number four? It's pretty crazy. Oh, it is Eric. Smurf. It is Eric Powell. So the guy that does. I'm just starting to realize this, guys. The guy that does um, the goon. Is the artist on this book, Eric Dude, I Powell? Look, 
that's that's there it is it's like the discussions world, we have man. in comic books and so what we like recognize mm-hmm. like when you, like we see um scott snyder and greg capullo do these small stories in these crossovers or these uh the big like 80 page spectaculars or like when you guys uh point out hey howard porter did this other issue it's not just in the flash i love hearing that bro I love hearing that what i want to point out is dude it's only a five issue miniseries from source point press but that black of heart, I did get into issue number two. It's a good, good murder mystery back in like the L.A. noir time, Sean. Yeah, but uh, it's, that. Like it's really good in this issue. Like the 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 murderer, the serial killer, he gets actually gets caught by these two guys. He's um, disposing of a body uh, in his taxi cab, and two guys who are walking down the same alley see him, and he has to run away. The cops like chase after him. They don't get him, and then finally at the end of the issue, unfortunately, he's a dentist. And his assistant stumbles over some paperwork that he does not want to be seen, and uh, you can pretty much guess what he did to her after that. It's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good story. Only five issues. Everyone go out and get that one. Source Point Press. Um, but Mark, you're definitely right. I mean, there's so much. I I read a lot of good books this week. If I can name off, like you know, there's a lot of good. Like you said, uh, Action Comics was a great send off for Brian Michael Bendis. A lot of these DC books had a good send off to kind of get us. Uh, prepped for coming back in March, like, you know, because Future State is something completely brand new. And I don't know if it's going to shape what we get in the future of DC Comics, but it was a great send off. Um, Department of Truth is fantastic. This fourth issue or, or third issue, I, I forgot, I think it's third or fourth, was uh, was amazing. This That's James Tiny. James Tynion is writing the hell out of that book. A bunch of conspiracy theories. It would take like literally five minutes for me to read all of this, like this. Um, it had like a timeline of all of these different conspiracies about they had you know they had uh, Jeffrey Epstein in there and the Clinton family and Bush uh, conspiracy about 9/11. Wow. Dude, it's really it's yeah, a really good book right there. Yeah, I should have um, grabbed that one. Dude, it, it's a that's good a one. 12 issue, huh? Uh, at least, at I least. I should have grabbed that one, man. Um, right. Undiscovered Country was a really good one. I mean, that was cool, like with the monster and everything, and then they get trapped at the end. Bro, that was a that was a freaky yeah, issue. Yeah, we still have one more. Like bo- we have a yeah, we have one more issue uh, for the arc because they're bo- still in unity. Their body, their body is wandering, but their minds are like controlled to that machine. Or mm-hmm. that's kind of it's, it's just it's kind of trippy. It's trippy, but I like it. I, I'm excited. I like how the story's building. You know, it's like they're giving them the opportunity. They're saying like uh, the lady, uh, you know, you can stay here, and we're gonna offer you whatever, whatever. And, you know, but you can keep walking, walking the circle and they're like, let's get or whoever decided the chick decided we're going to keep walking, you know, and it's like, I yeah. I, I kind of like that because it's you can you're you can either stay here and you get what you get. The chick's promising you that it's the best land in all of America and whatnot, or you can continue to walk the spiral yes, and that maybe your parents and all the answers that you're really looking for. Or, you know, it's just a test. And I really like where where it's going from here on out, even though it gets weird at times. And sometimes you got to, you know, follow extra closely to pay because a lot of characters, you know, it's different when these books, a lot of a lot of it's, these books, it's you tough. Read, hell yeah. different. No, what, it's tough what, when you have eight to ten characters you've never seen before. It's not like paying attention to a Batman, Superman, uh, Flash story. It's. 10 brand new characters that they give backstories to each and every character. And then you only get them once a month. Yes. Thank so. you. And on top of that, you're getting eight to 10 other stories that you're reading with all different types of characters. And yeah, it's just, 
it's like that. Like I said, I try to hold off on reading my books to try to make the podcast better. So my memory of a fish ass brain doesn't forget all these books that I'm reading <laughs> all at once. But I try to read them a couple nights before we record. So it's kind of fresher in my memory. Because if I record them over the weekend, then I got the sports in my head and I'm listening, I'm watching the games and I'm this and I'm reading the books and it's just, it's just too much. I like to, it's easy to remember the sports, you know, we've been watching sports our whole lives. So we kind of grew up on it with the books. It's a little bit different. You know, I haven't really read since damn high school getting into this podcast. You know, I'm a, I'm a fresher, you know, comic book reader myself. So you're welcome. Go, Go, yeah, thank you. I'm going on two years now as this podcast is as well, but it's kind of yeah. hard to believe. It's kind of crazy to believe that I've been in the comic game for almost two years. You know, like I just mentioned earlier, Eric Powell. Hey, I'm coming across these names, even in previews. I come across these names and I'm like, hey, I've seen that name. I mentioned the other day, uh, Mirka Andolfo, right? Uh, I believe she's the Italian uh, artist and writer that uh, has been in a, as that her name i see her name coming up a lot lately so yeah i'm excited to venture out and learn and and, and keep uh keep uh up in my game for myself personally and for the fans and to make me a better host for my two guys right here man i will say actually one thing adding to what you said about undiscovered country is i've had to realize too like more and more it is hella trippy too like kind of just like it's a balance of the story actually is kind of it's basic easy characters but what mike said there's so many new characters so i think after reading like where we're at now the new arcs or the arcs gonna probably end with the next issue i actually don't know if it would actually make the best movie or show like i once thought it was because you know when we were just talking about it before it even came out we're like oh that would be a hella cool freaking movie or show but now that we're reading about it i don't know if i'd actually even want that as like a movie or a show it's it's fitting book perfect as a comic book i think That's cgi I, I think unity would do well with cgi you know because like specifically the, like CGI the, you know, would be dope. it looked like the things are coming out and then attaching to their face and stuff and then you have to cgi that monster you know so i think it would still be cool but it would definitely not be one season you have to you have to draw you know you have, you'd have to drag it out yeah, so like how many yeah. like how many different um you know areas are we looking at in this story there was like eight to 12 different areas so you're looking at potentially eight to 12 different arcs you're looking at like a three four year story until we get any type of resolution so but it's a good i i foresee a great ending to this arc um but yeah i i i, I enjoyed this one the last one not so much with like the sharks and everything like when they first found the monster but this specific issue was great um i wanted to um shout out three books that i'm glad uh grendel kentucky is over i'm done with that <laughs> i'm glad we're going into future state because i'm going to drop batman superman it's just not doing it for me sorry josh williamson again sorry and also idwc of sorrows it's an okay book it's an okay there's like killer mermaids and stuff it's like set back in like the 40s or 50s when they had the old school like cuba gooding jr scuba gear they're just trying to get some gold or whatever off of this you know abandoned ship it's a it's a decent story but thank god it's only four or five issues because i wouldn't get it if it was an ongoing story um i wanted to ask mark about harley quinn how are you liking this story um so uh, did you grab more than one issue i'm sorry i didn't um know if you did yeah i did I have i'm on it the okay, sean so, phillips one right yeah, yeah so how so how do you like in that so far i think issue three came out last week 
Yeah, I do like it. Uh, I actually do like um, I mentioned to you before that I think it's cool how she got the kids and she kind of got the hyenas that she brings along with her. And I, I don't know how much it ties into the other White Knight stories from Sean Murphy that you've read that you've tried to get me on, but I haven't been on. I kind of just got into this one because of the whole Harley aspect of it. Uh, I'm really I do like it. Um, I, I don't know. I think that. I think it's kind of like a separate story. It's just like set within the universe. It's like the big black guy that she's with who's in, you know, like the police. Uh, um, I'm sorry. It's, it's like not really the GCPD. They kind of went, you know, off off brand and they created something else. But like Batgirl and Nightwing are in that police kind of like, you know, um, group or whatever in the other white knight stories so you would definitely understand like the backstories for a couple of these characters and you would get you would understand harley quinn's mentality a lot more if you read the 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 first two like big story arcs of these of these books but um as far as like the specifics a lot yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah okay yeah for sure she's in it because she's like with um jack napier she's with joker you know and um it's it's a cool story because the side story is specifically about Harley Quinn, you know, like I like how it's just like that. It's just kind of set in, you know, I I would tell somebody you don't necessarily are required to read the other two big stories, White Knight and Curse of the White Knight, but it definitely immerses you in that universe a lot more because you're like, wait, Harley Quinn has two kids? Wait, like where's Batman? Like what the hell's going on here? You would understand that a lot more and like some of the Easter eggs and some of the things they mention about Joker and everything. So that's no, pretty good. It's pretty good so far. Is it weird to say that? Yeah, I, I, I am enjoying it. I think that Maybe if it wasn't for Sean Murphy and you pushing on me how good the White Knight stories have gotten, because I, I, it's kind of like when you miss out on a game or you miss up on a stock that's ran kind of hard. You're kind of like you get that FOMO, right? So then you want to get into like the next play. And this is kind of like the next play for me. Oh, Sean Murphy, another offering. Oh, Harley exactly. Quinn, she's been a hot character lately. You know, I'm gonna hop on. If it wasn't for that aspect, would I have hopped on? Probably not. Am I kind of? Uh, <laughs> Is it weird to say that I kind of am enjoying the turn that Tynion gave us with Harley Quinn? I kind of – it's weird, but I kind of like the whole her on Bruce's side in a way that we're getting out of the Batman. Uh, I've gotten so much, and I'm still getting so much as I speak because I still got Criminal Sanity. The last offering, I believe, is coming out up here pretty soon. Uh, if it's not this week, I think it's next, uh, number eight. It's in two weeks. It- Oh, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I think number seven's. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought I saw it was number seven. I believe I it's number... the last one that's coming out, Mike. Oh, okay. I thought there was two more. Huh. No, I, I might have. I might have missed out on that. So number eight is that. So that one's pretty much just like the other one that I read, which was uh, Harleen. It's kind of like her and the whole, you know, her background with the psychiatry and Arkham and whatnot. But I like the story that we're getting. I kind of like how Tanyan has switched it up. Like I mentioned before, Tanyan is switching up the game in the DCU. And I'm excited to see where these stories are going to go with Harley, Batman, Robin, and whatnot when we return from Future State back to our regular offerings in March. Because Future State, I don't know if it's really going to do it for me, guys. What are your thoughts? What are you, Sean? Very excited for Future State. I mean, obviously, we've had some, like, hmm, how's it going to be? How's it going to be? But, I mean, it's something new, so I'm very excited. But I was going to real quickly uh, say on last week's comics, 
you gotta get annual, bro, because I know Mike read it and I read it. I didn't. And I'm get telling it. you, we actually get some good insight on a specific character, which is new that we really like. So you and need the, to make sure to get that, bro. That's BS too, because I know you guys are gonna go with this <laughs> Bao Palm, and I didn't you get it. You already know. Like, I don't it, know. It was literally the perfect book, actually. Like, it was one of those things. Like, another one that I read and I actually just hella enjoyed it. You literally get just a deep like insight and, into it and i haven't really enjoyed the last couple annuals that i've got from batman so i'm pretty sure i would have enjoyed this one more because it's more yeah. tiny in focused and here yeah, we are because usually it's like an annual it's like hey let's talk about batman and killer croc like what like oh okay cool like just another uh excuse to charge 4.99 for a bigger annual for a bigger annual so 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 spoilers guys uh i haven't read it i don't mind but you guys can spoil it for me and the fans because it's, it's a couple a week old or whatnot do we get new news with bow fam you don't have to spoil it all the way well, but you it, can kind of give us little easter eggs man well it pretty much i mean kind of gives you the reason why he is how he is into detail and you oh, kind of okay. see like the original encounter he has with Batman from the beginning, how Batman tries to help him. And by the way, that was a very ugly Batman. I did not. I mean, his freaking <laughs> he has some freaking devil horns, man. Ugh, yeah, oh, that's an old hideous. that's an old iteration of a Batman, uh, you know, uh, artwork for sure. Is it but tying it, in it, on that story? I is it think broken so. up? Because annual annual sometimes has it, is annual always one story? I could have sworn that annual sometimes is broken into like one or two stories, right? It's, sometimes it all depends on the on the okay. on the writer and the artist and then what the direction they want to go with. Sometimes they take the excuse of the annual just to like say, hey, you know, within this universe here are three or four different stories, and they're going to highlight a few new writers or whatever. Sometimes it's an extended one issue. So and. The annual, it is a continuation, kind of like a little build off of what the Batman that we're currently reading, where, you know, there's a scene where Balfan, Batman, and Harley Quinn are all, you know, at the table, and he's about to freaking slice her up like some sushi. And it really just gives us a really good, in depth kind of background a little bit into why he is how he is. And just. I it's thought really we knew good. that already, though. Yes, you kind of hear it. He just he just talks about it. You yeah. talk about it, but when you actually kind of live it through this comic into like who he is, why he is, how he is, and just why he turned into the clown hunter, basically. Yeah. He's gonna be big, huh? He's yeah, gonna be big in this universe. I think so. Um, so going into January and February, so future state. So I believe I, I subscribed or whatever to four or five stories just because i like i th- I think for me forever i will forever i don't care who writes it what direction they're going i will always subscribe to batman detective superman action so i'm getting like the next batman dark detective superman of metropolis um i think i'm getting one of the two wonder womans just because alex told me that the the new wonder woman that they're uh, previewing she's going to be like kind of like a factor in the ongoing stories of like justice league and wonder woman herself I th- uh, the flash i believe justice league and green lantern so sorry i kind of went overboard i got seven books <laughs> oh, from future so, state same thing from future state i subscribed to, I, th- I believe seven books i believe i got two batmans one wonder woman superman green lantern flash and then a whole justice league so why but, did you do that well because i you know just explain to me and the fans why is it worth your time 
for future state, something that might not even be part of the future that I think they're just trying to get seven books. Are you that? Ex- I mean, I, uh-huh. I'm not, I, I'll be I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not that excited about it, bro. I, I don't know why. I know because because there's so such uncertainty with the future. So if you but but then again, such no, un- I, that's not you want to talk about you, you want to talk about such uncertainty with the future. Why don't you talk about every single book? Damn near it looks like besides Batman has a new writer coming out in March. That's what I'm. Well, Flash, thank you. Flash is another new writer. Sean, well, just, we had just, a, a, a huh? Flash, Say what? another new writer. Brian Michael Bendis is off of Superman, off of uh, action. action. There's there's one guy. It's three names. I'm, I swear to God, I forgot his name. It's something, something, something. He's on both action and Superman. Uh, obviously, it's something, something, something. Um, but Brian Michael Bendis is on a new Justice League. That's one of the ones I kind of want to start getting because I'm I'm ending Batman Superman. But you have a brand new writer. There's no Harley Quinn. Uh, I don't think there's – I think Grant Morrison is now – he's not doing Green Lantern. I don't even know if there's a Green Lantern story going forward. But yeah, I think every single story, action, de- uh, even detectives. Sean, detective, Peter J. Tomasi is off of detective. Like I think James Tynion is the only uh, writer in like the big, big, like big uh, eight comics. So we go from Williamson forever to new guy for a couple months to another new guy. Exactly. And thank God all these books are going once a month. Oh, sorry. Kelly Sue DeConnick is off of Aquaman. So there's a brand new uh, – there's a new Aquaman. Um, or, did, or is Aquaman like done done? Aquaman's done right now. That's right. You, know, you said, said that that's last right. week. You said yeah. that last week. It's done done. Harley Quinn is done done. Um, Nightwing, uh, issue 78, Tom Taylor is now doing uh, Nightwing. So like brand new like writers left and right, even coming out of – so it's not just like Future State, how it may or may not shape the future of DC Comics. but And then you want to talk about the Infinite Frontier. Mark, I was excited to go to the comic book store. Unfortunately, I didn't get there today. But Friday when I go, I got to ask Alex, what the hell is Infinite Frontier about? Because I, it doesn't seem like it's – it looks like it's still like Batman 106. But then the heading says Infinite Frontier. So it's like, dude, like, what do I do? Like, I don't want to subscribe to all this crap to understand Infinite Frontier. Like, what is this again? Like, Infinite Frontier is Infinite Frontier is a one shot. It's like an extension of Snyder's death metal finale, man. But you have all these issues. I'm sorry, you have all a lot of these issues starting like in March. That's like Infinite um, Frontier. This Infinite Frontier. This. It, it, It seems like it's a damn tie in. Oh, you're right. No, I th- I I text that to you the other day. Yeah. I think that Infinite Frontier. I think it's just like what they're gonna go with from now on. No. Is it? Or is it, it just? It's, it's is gonna it basically be, like what it's called. Infinite Frontier is basically what DC is now called post Death Metal, post Future State. Like yes. not necessarily it's an event, but like oh we're like in like the Infinite Frontier, Frontier. era. I th- that's what I'm thinking, if I'm not I, mistaken. I sure as hell it, hope so, because I don't want to have to get other books just to understand a goddamn story. No, it's either that, Mike. I, I don't think it's going to be extra books. No, I'm I'm not sold on the fact that it's going to be an extra tie-in type of thing. What I think it is is that it's going to be going forward with DC is going to be calling these books, their storyline, if you will, which is going to be Infinite Frontier. Or I'm thinking that it's going to be like another two-month event, three-month event type of thing. But – from what I'm seeing, the Infinite Frontier stories are going to get right back on track from with the stories that we're accustomed to right now with the Batmans and, you know, with the stories, the Nakanos and the detectives and whatever in the flashes that we're reading right now. From what I saw, 
those are going to be the continuing story. So I think they might just call it Infinite Frontier. Don't know if it's going to be ongoing or if it's another little future state type of two month thing they're doing. But yeah, I did see that they even got the logo at the top of the of the of the book, right? Right where it says DC. It's like where it says yeah. Image Skybound. It says DC Infinite Frontier. Like it's just mm-hmm. I think there's something they're trying to sell. Uh, don't I'm excited I mean, as you are to find out exactly what it is if it's yeah, an ongoing well, thing or if that's what they're it's just in a future state little whatever. I mean, for the fans who are interested, we're for sure going to have Alex on the podcast in these first two months during future state, that's so maybe we get a better under uh, understanding of what Infinite Frontier will be uh, going forward. But um, I mean, if if that's it for you guys for as, as far as the comic book talk, it was really solid. I like it. We uh, previewed some stuff that we liked, what we didn't like, uh, what we're looking forward to for future state and beyond. So as far as the DC Comics is concerned, we're really excited. Um. I mean, we these minutes. weeks are kind of slow in entertainment and and stuff, right? After Christmas, so we're kind of we're kind of trying to hold on. Yeah, which is good. But because, you know, because I, there because there are some weeks where I'm like, you know, if if people tune into the show for like a lot of the comic book talk, sometimes I'm like, damn, I think we only talked about like two books this week. Yeah, but then this again, week sometimes was really but that, solid. Yeah, but this week it was solid. I I enjoy talking books and stuff because there was a lot of stuff that people need to know about that there are some good stories out there. Yeah, definitely get that Disney Plus damn story out or Disney Plus. What was it? Investors Day out of the way. That killed all the, you know, we can get so much damn news all the time from these streaming platforms, it seems like, and movies and whatnot. Last news isn't a bad thing. I agree with Mike on that. It's actually good. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I, I the couple pieces of news that I have is not really even anything we need to go into. It's just kind of like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, WandaVision, the new series for Disney Plus at the MCU, starting out Phase Four, is set to premiere. Episode one is next Friday, January fifteenth, and it is set for nine episodes featuring original theme songs from husband and wife duo Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. They are famous for Let It Go. Show yourself. They're f- uh, famous for the big songs in Frozen, Frozen 2, and Coco, which are three of my f- favorite current, you know, movies right now that my daughter likes to watch because they're actually really good. I like those movies. Yeah, and just a quick thing on movies as well. Zack Snyder wants to, or says he would down to join the Marvel uh, MCU to make an Elektra movie. Uh, don't know much Ooh, about Elektra, nice. but uh, just good. Yeah, you guys know it, about her, so oh, you guys it, probably know. If you've seen, if you've seen either like the Daredevil, Daredevil old Ben Affleck. Affleck, or the TV show, you will know Elektra. So she's yes. in that like Daredevil universe. That would be really cool, actually. If if Daredevil gets kind of plopped into a Spider-Man universe, Got then you, you can easily add Elektra. That's awesome. And he likes it how he says that he likes how Daredevil's having dreams about Elektra and coming back to life. And he's like he says it's weird and cool. But, yeah, pretty much that's what he's like to do. So, I mean, not too uh, familiar. She looks like she's got the Raphael, uh, whatever the hell they're called with her. Uh, she uses those Raphael. Um, the wow. um, oh, what not, are they called? They're, they're called, not the uh, nunchucks. Are they the nunchucks? No, no, no not no, nunchucks. It's uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah, Michelangelo. Yeah. Sharukis or Shakir? Yeah, God, it's not. Oh, uh, they got the three. The three. It's like a. It looks know, like a, a kebab, a shish kebab. Like you're gonna put it on your Traeger <laughs> and make some kebabs yes, with sir. it. 
Um, <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I'm making I'm making chicken and steak kebabs tomorrow. Oh there my god, that was, that's so cool. You guys mentioned that. Thank you there. so much, <laughs> everyone. I'm also making, your face tells it all, Michael. You look dude, very I'm making, excited, a, I'm making a bourbon monkey bread on uh, this weekend, dudes, dudes. Oh man, oh, hey, Kanbuki fans, if you have a Traeger or any kind of like smoker convection oven like that, please send me some recipes that you have also used. Oh, dude, that's so so cool. I like that. Yeah, well, I like that uh, we're all uh, saying a piece of news because I'll have my piece of news once you figure out what the hell is it called the weapon that Electra uses. Uh, I have it right here. It's called a twin sigh. Raphael wields a twin, twin sigh. Points of which twin are usually sigh. sharpened as his primary weapon. So that's pretty cool. So twin size. There those, it is. So we have an weapons, Electra. Those weapons actually weren't too good. I mean, the Ninja Turtles, they were really whooping dude's ass. Donatello, this dude had a stick. Literally, he had a horrified <laughs> stick. It was a hard stick, though. I think it never broke. <laughs> how you gonna? Yeah, how you gonna give Leonardo the damn sword? These other dudes got like two pieces of wood with a chain in the middle of it, nunchucks. I mean, I guess you would say Leonardo had the best one. You give one dude a stick, one dude a spear, and one dude a stick together with the chain. <laughs> I don't know, man, but hey, nonetheless, from one Snyder to the other Snyder, we got to move on to Scott Snyder, the uh, the DC legend here. Uh, we know that he's going to be opening up his own publishing company, Best Jacket Press, and he's going to be doing a couple things coming up here. One, to, one of them is with Tony S. Daniel. Mike, you've seen that in previews. Noctera, I believe, is with Image as well. But he has been so big in the DC universe as of late. But, you know, he's kind of I don't know if you would say cutting ties, but like you mentioned, Mike, with the whole mix up and everything that we got going on in DC and all the different writers, he's kind of like putting it off to the side. He says that, you know, for a couple months, he's going to let Josh Williamson, James Ty and all the great creators on so many books from uh, Ram five, Jolie Jones and Tom Taylor and so many people that he has faith in. This is coming out of gamesradar.com. I'm reading it here, but I think it's uh, from Newsarama. But yeah, uh, Snyder, he's got two uh, two things that he's going to do for DC in the future in 2021. They don't know yet if it's going to be black, uh, black label related or whatnot, but I'm excited for that. Although I don't think I'm going to be picking up his uh, image offering from uh, uh, image offering Nocturna. But I'm excited to see what he's going to do with DC, man. Yeah, just just make sure it's not like a big event like Black. Oh, no, it won't be. I don't think I think (laughs) his mind is kind of too focused right now with Capullo and whatever he's got going on with uh, with his best jacket press company that he's trying to do. Like if it's a nice six to 12 issue mini maxi series with DC, depending on what the story is, of course, I'll jump on. But if it's going to be like a, okay, this is an eight or nine issue series, but with 12 tie-ins, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you can go and F off, bro. I almost feel like he's kind of, he's kind of like bred into the DC family, right? In a way, I think he has to kind of. He created himself a cult family, a, a cult following when it came to the new 52 era of Batman. Him and yeah. Greg Capullo absolutely killed it when they created the Court of Owls and everything like that, dude. Like it was – they created their own cult following. It was crazy. And I wasn't around to read around those times, you know. Yeah. Uh, Neither was I. A, but I, but that's what I'm saying. I've heard from you and I've heard from you know Alex and them that that's one of the you know great offerings that they did but I know you yeah. came around the rebirth I don't know how much before the new 52 was but 
Yeah, the new Here 52 we are at future like, state, right? <laughs> pretty much the new 52 like ended and then like months later rebirth started and I jumped in like I came in like, oh, cool. Like so because actually the first couple weeks that I've jumped into the comic book store, they didn't really like give me any books. They were like, you know what, dude, you're jumping in like right now, like start at rebirth. Like, look at all these books, like, like take look, take a look at these previews right here and take a look at what you like. Like as far as what characters you enjoy, and sure enough, like I jumped in on like every single DC, yeah, you did. like every single one. And the, dude, oh my god, like it was for the first three or four months, I was picking up like eight <laughs> or nine issues bro. every week because every single book was like twice monthly, every single one. And then finally they got you know a couple books dropped off, or a couple books went to once a month or whatever, or I actually dropped some books. But yeah, it was crazy. Green but, Arrow, um, Aquaman, bro. I remember going to the Cyborg, old TI, every, picking up all that crap. Titans, not Teen crap, Titans, but you know what I mean. Everything, yeah. bro. It was um, nice, bro. So two more pieces of news. It's not really news, but The Office. If you're fans of The Office, it is now unfortunately off of Netflix. I was pretty sad about that. I was I got through almost five seasons in three weeks to end the year. Just put kind of putting it on the background. But they have some unseen footage on Peacock. So if you want to binge watch that show, go ahead and do it. And dudes, uh, we couldn't believe this, but on YouTube in 2020, as far as watching video game content, I'm in the same boat because I watch our hopefully uh, upcoming guest Michael Mrooks on his uh, YouTube channel uh, playing NASCAR. But over 100 billion hours was spent watching video game content on YouTube in 2020. That is count that high is my question. They could have told us it was like a million hours. I'd have been like, damn, that's crazy. But uh, Bill, anything with the B word billion, uh, who can even has the time to count that high? That's crazy. But but then again, I talked to a couple of my coworkers. They have uh, kids, uh, sons specifically, who are seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever. At that age. And, and they watch Call of Duty uh, videos. They watch Fortnite videos. They watch Minecraft. I believe Minecraft was the leading uh, game that uh, people watched. It's insane. Wow, Minecraft, like, huh? The day that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla dropped, um, I didn't. I haven't gotten it yet. But dude, like, I went to Twitch and I found this like popular guy that's like big on Twitch as far as video games concerned, and I watched like 10, 15 minutes of him actually playing the game because I wanted to see what the gameplay was. So I contribute to a little bit of that number. It's crazy. You contributed to that billion minutes of. You, you, you contribute to a quarter of an hour to the 100 billion hours watched. Yeah, I mean. Just as long as you didn't watch Cyberpunk Live when it first came out. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Twitch did all that. <laughs> well, you know what? Since we are on news, I mean, I have my little 10 seconds to news. Very, very small. Amber Heard of Aquaman. Uh, there is possibly a rumored Amira spinoff. So, you know, we'll see if that actually happens. And obviously, we uh, heard of the Ray Fisher out as Cyborg in The Flash. And I heard just out overall is not being a cyborg anywhere in the near future so a couple quick little uh, shots on those yeah and i'm not sure if i spoke for both of you guys but i posted on our our instagram thing like uh it's not really a loss and i asked what everyone thought so the potential to me, it's not really a loss there. i think he actually would have been a good cyborg but it just turned too drama filled immediately and they really didn't take his character too serious so yeah i agree 
I'm a not a huge like classic classic like back to the 50s Justice League fan, but I'm a big Justice League fan of a non cyborg. They didn't put cyborg into the Justice League until like the new 52. Like like cyborg is a teen like you know Mark he's a Teen Titan. Oh yeah, Teen, teen Titans right. go like he is a Teen Titan. He is not a Justice Leaguer. I'm sorry. Get me a Green Lantern. Get me a a, a Martian Manhunter. Get me something like that in a in a Justice League movie. And yeah, he he didn't ruin the movie for me. Like believe me, like Justice League was like underperformed like uh, uh, across the board. It was 100%. fine. It it was okay. But yeah, it, it's it's no loss to me. If you're not in the Justice League cartoon on Cartoon Network, then you're not a Justice Leaguer. There you go. In front of the Super Friends or whatever back in the day. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, so, I mean, there's nothing and really. Justin, and, and Bendis with the big Justice League news, Mike. Oh, dude. Mention that one for the fans. You got uh, Hippolyta. You have uh, her, his creation, Naomi. Uh, Black Adam, Sean, is in the new Justice League. Like the, They have some really good characters uh, to go along with the uh, classic Aquaman uh flash batman superman is his his new justice league starting in march i can't wait i am definitely subscribing to that um it, if you it, want me to give you what i am subscribing to in previews as far as dc is concerned i'm subscribing to the ongoing series of joker i'm going to get that justice league series and i'm going to get the six inch issue miniseries of the crime syndicate from the actual new 50 it's one of the first comic books i ever read it was from the new 52 justice league run and it was really good. The crime syndicate, I had no idea who they were from, but they're basically the Justice League from like Earth 3, if you want to get into the multiverse talk. And they're basically like an evil version of all these characters. So it's not Superman, it's Ultraman. He's got a big U instead of an S. It's not Batman, it's Owlman, and he looks like a, like a legit owl. It's like uh, not Flash, but Johnny Quick. It's like – it's not Wonder Woman, it's like Superwoman. Yeah, it's – it's um. It's definitely a story, and I believe what the story, the gist of the six issue miniseries, is like a background of like how they became the crime syndicate. So I'm really excited for that one. And you got me wanting to go off on a little couple more minutes here. I don't know if we should. I think we should save it for another date. I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to talk about that Joker offering and what you guys think about it. But we're gonna save that for another yeah, 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 for we'll another episode. Because, cause this, Let's save that, it because that's like legit from previews. We won't even get the book until March. So yeah, that's I got, it. I got I got a, I got a couple questions for you guys about that book though, man. I know Mike's okay. getting it. Sean, I don't know if you are. I Me? might just need to, bro. Second ever Joker story by himself. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. yeah, let's see go. if the biggest Joker fan on this podcast is willing to get it. Fan, stay tuned for that episode, man. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So with that little teaser, that is the end of the comic book section. Is that is the end of episode ninety five of the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for joining in and and uh, and listening to us, uh, fellas. Take us away. I think I speak for the comic bookie fans and the comic bookies when I say that episode 95 started 2021 with the boom, not just the Capitol Hill being, you know, all sieged. I think we sieged all you guys. It was a great episode colliding the world of sports and comics. As Mike alluded to earlier, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up early this year between interviews and a fun little thing for episode 100. But going to what I said in the beginning of the episodes to our fans, you guys are kind of the number ones when it comes to all of this. Uh, we love each other as brothers, best friends, but we have just fun providing all the entertainment and all the sports news to you guys like we have, especially today. Maybe not a lot of news and entertainment, but we provide you a whole bunch of in-depth stuff on comics. 
So definitely check out your local comic book shops. Definitely support them. Obviously, tough times with the pandemic. Can never forget about that. And yeah, the social media information will be provided to you at the very end by Michael. And just keep supporting us, guys. This is just the first episode of hopefully 52 with the 52-week calendar, but definitely some side events. So definitely check us out, guys. This is the new 52. (laughs) I like that. Episode 95, guys. We're getting into the heydays of some of my favorite times in life, man. When when time when life was just a little bit easier, and you just pulled out that little top view Motorola pager out of your pocket with the little chain attached, so you don't lose it, and you got the little the the the, the little code so you can try to read what they were saying on the pager. But man, 95, 96, pretty good time. So yeah, one four threes, eight two threes. I love using when and whatnot, but. I love you guys, man, and I love my fans around the world, around the globe that keep downloading. Uh, Mike keeps mentioning different countries that we're getting, so we appreciate you all. I know that uh, speaking for Sean and Mike and myself, 2021, we're all hoping for a great year, and uh, I think it's going to happen. I think that this pandemic is going to be put behind us eventually you know trump's going to have to get out of office and this country is going to have to prevail and move forward as as all these industries and comic books and and sports have done during this pandemic our country is going to have to do so i'm excited man and uh don't forget to leave us a comment a five-star review goes a long way on 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 apple and any other podcasting site so just let us know, like Sean mentioned, all the way in the beginning of the episode. Let us know at on the comments. We want to hear from you guys all over the world. If you guys can speak a different language, Portuguese, Spanish, whatever, we're trying to we're we're trying to connect with, with our fans in America and all over the world. So we love you guys. And for here, here's the cheers for 2021 for the comic bookies host and the fans all over the world. Let's get it. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh like every week like every episode and like we say a bunch of times we are brought to you by the treasure island comics in fremont california go check alex out and he'll get you what you need as far as comic books are concerned um again check us out on all social media at the comic bookies email us comic at gmail.com and go please please uh want to announce that saturday february 13th is episode 100 will be going live for the first time so as we start 2021 something to look forward to please go follow our youtube page so between then and now we have videos coming up every week every other week just extra content of what you know what we talk you know talk about some sports talk about some comic books and, and whatnot but check us out because on that page we will be going live the three of us will be in one room on three different mics um just kind of shooting the shit and you know you know it's, i think drunk. it's going to be it's dude, in the it's chat exact, exactly right we're going to be in the chat with you guys we're going to be a post super bowl pre daytona 500 episode episode 100 it's going to be a huge event can't wait to see you guys and engage with you as well so for mark for sean this is mike this has been the comic bookies podcast everyone enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other peace the hell out see you next week peace always enjoy each other and don't forget to enjoy what a new year offers you 2021 guys grab it by the horns and don't let it go look in the mirror it's for ourselves and it's for each other as individuals to make america a better place let's go comic bookies we love you